0: Our podcast has been rated in the top one half percent of all podcasts in the world by listennotes.com. So you know your message will be heard. Now, here is your host with today's interview, Pastor Bob Thibodeau.
1: Hello, everyone, everywhere. Pastor Robert Thibodeau here. Welcome to the Kingdom Crossroads Podcast. We're so blessed that you're joining us today. You know, as I say, every time Tom Donna comes on, there is no doubt that the evening news is designed to give you anxiety and declare the works of the devil to keep you discouraged, worried, and filled with fear. I mean, Just look at all the headlines that lead the news and all the various resources each and every day. Do you ever see encouraging headlines? No. They are always murder, Financial problems, disasters, riots, and everything else. There's no encouraging words at all. Oh, I mean, every maybe now and then, if they have some time left over, then they'll put in a humanitarian story just to fill out the time slot. But it's usually at the very end of the program, never at the beginning. Well, our good friend Tom Don is back today, and he's heard some things from the Lord that is leading to. Warning after warning after warning after warning for us, for your family, for America, for the world right now. Taken individually, you wouldn't think much about it, but taken together and in light of God's word, you'd be ignorant in more ways than one if you ignored what Tom will be sharing with us today. So help me welcome back to the program, Tom and Tom, thank you for coming back on the program and sharing with us what the Lord is showing you in your prayer time, sleep time, and in your studies. Amen.
2: Pastor Bob, I always look forward to this. No, and it's just like we were just talking about. It's as if God is feeding us uh, information for the appropriate time as the next step is getting uh, ready to uh, uh, take place.
1: Yeah, It's amazing. Amen. You know, liken it to, you know, a space launch, right? It's conceptualized in the architect's room. And then all these, the you know, 100, maybe a 1,000 different companies had to make a little part. And that rocket will not go without that little part. Yeah. It has to be made to specific, you know, specifications. Yeah. And, and it can't be, well, that's close enough. No, because close enough isn't going to fit into the slot that this is designed for. It has to be exact, you know. Yeah. And when they put all that stuff together, you got the rocket on the launch pad. You know, and... What happens then? The countdown begins, you know, and if something is out of skew, they'll stop the countdown until it gets right, you know, but here we are, you know, the rapture, the the catching away of the church, the clock is ticking, all the parts have come together, you know, and here we are on the launch pad of eternity. Praise wow. God, you know. But but first off, let's 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 just say you had some startling dreams recently to to pray for individual people that you know. And can you share a few of them just as we start the program off today?
2: You know, yes, I'm glad that you brought it up. Now, the thing is, is that let's let's get the uh, preface out there first of all. Is that uh, if anybody has listened to our podcast before is that I have dreams, visions, experiences, visitations from the Lord. I'm not seeking them. I want people to know I'm not seeking them, but the Lord blesses me with them, right? So now the topic that we're getting into here is uh, two specific dreams by which I was given a message to pray for people. Now, it did come up in a conversation last Thursday that somebody thought that I was talking about necolarpsy, which is seeking to speak to the dead. This is not that at all. That's outside of scripture. And that's very bad. This is where i just go to bed one night and I'm not sure what's going to happen. Cause you know, stuff happens all the time. And so, um, there was two particular cases where the first one was, uh, back in October of 20, where my nephew, I had three nephews pass in, in nine months. That was pretty hard. They were all in their fifties, right? So the second nephew, um, He had a half an hour only wake, right? So I was going to be going there that day. But in the morning, I had this dream experience where someone is driving me in a car. Now, usually that's uh, bringing me to a place that I can't get to myself because I don't know where, where I'm going, right? But they do. So this guy is like driving down a side street really fast. And he comes to almost a screeching stop. And it's like, uh, he looks at me like, okay, get out. I'm, I'm thinking like, what do you mean get out? You know, I don't even know where I'm at, right? <laughs> so I looked at him several times and then I'm thinking, well, maybe there's an emergency vehicle and that's why he's getting out of the way. No, that wasn't the case at all. And then, of course, the, uh, that part of the dream ended there, that experience. But after my nephew's wake, they had a planned uh, dinner uh, for us as a group at his stepsister's house. So I had to follow the caravan, so to speak, over to uh, her house, which wasn't that far away, but it was in a bedroom community like I had just seen in the morning. Mm. And so I'm thinking, oh, wow. Okay, so I'm putting it together. But then I'm socially involved, right? I'm socially involved with everybody. And uh, the food arrives and and it's my uh, my brother-in-law's second wife, um, it's mostly her family, right? And there's a lot of them. Now, so I'm there and I'm interacting and I'm looking at all of these people. And, and this comes back to that thing where sometimes I'm just, I feel like I'm a little slow, right? And I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, wow, I don't pray for any of these people, mm. right? And so my brother-in-law, I'm sure He wants his family covered in prayer. He wants to see them come to salvation. My sister-in-law, when I talked to her one time, oh, that's a great story. Let's just jump into that. It's a rabbit trail. We do those, don't we?
1: Every now and then. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Yeah. Well, all right. So my brother-in-law was pretty, pretty seriously sick and he was in the hospital in ICU. And um, I didn't go until Saturday. It was like, okay, now go. So I got up to ICU, and my sister-in-law and her daughter are there. And I walk in and I look at my brother-in-law and I think, oh gee, he's 15 breaths away from dying. Am I too late? So I can't have a conversation with them. And so uh, what I thought to myself is that okay, I'll just pray. So I did the generational cycle prayer, you know, to break that off. And I uh, and as I finished and I said, Amen. His eyes popped open. Amen.
1: There you go. Amen. (laughs) Yeah.
2: They were shocked. I was shocked. Right? And so what happened is that they thought, oh, wow. Okay. So we want to go get something to eat. So they left me alone. And and I walk over to Bob and I says, "Uh, can I pray for you? And he said, sure. So I'm holding his hand. And as I'm praying for him, what happens is that the compassion of God comes on me. Now, usually when I have that happen and I'm speaking in front of a church means is that I'm up there bawling my eyes out because of the compassion. And and the first time it happened, it was I was just so humiliated. I just get used to it now. So here it is is that the compassion came on me. I'm crying. And as I'm crying, uh, what happened is that that compassion flowed into my brother-in-law. Amen. He felt the love of God, right? Amen. Right. And he was strengthened by all of this. And so um, the next day when I uh came back, I wound up praying with him for salvation. And, uh, then they, my, my sister-in-law and her daughter says, wow, you know, it's a miracle because he was up eating and telling jokes, right? <laughs> this, this is a, a major transformation, right? So then eventually what happened is that he had his up and downs and eventually about seven months later, he did pass. All right. So now, um, I never, I, at that point he told me, he says, Tom, I want you to go out to my, uh, out to Therese and. And pray for her like you just prayed for me because I want her to experience that. Mm. So I go out into the reading room and I bring it up and there's no way she's interested in this. No God stuff for me. Right. So I just let it go until this message. And then I realized, oh, Bob, I'm sorry. I I dropped the ball on this one. And then I started to realize, well, okay, so this is important, which leads to the second one, which happened just uh, in July, just before the uh, 4th of July was on the 3rd. As I'm falling asleep, I, I hear a voice now, and the voice was right right by my ear, like right next to my ear, and it, it, it's unnerving, okay, right? <laughs> so i hearing something like that, but I hear this one word, and it's Richie, right? I only know in my entire life, one Richie. It was my childhood friend. It's also my other sister's husband's family, Right. So I don't pray for Richie. I don't pray for his family. Now, now I had worked my way through it with my other brother-in-law. And now quickly I understood, okay, this is another thing where I'm being uh, called to pray. And that's what I did right there. And then, you know, I started praying for, for him and his family, also for my brother-in-law and their extended family. Two of my uh, sister's children uh, are not saved. And so, of course, i have always praying for them. But here's the thing, you know, we talk about coming to the end, right? We're coming to the end of time where we're believing that the rapture is coming and how important it is for us on the earth, still in the human experience in this worldly environment, that I have uh, blessings of information to encourage me to pray because time is short. Yeah, right. Yep. They're already there in heaven. Right. And then they are saying, okay, well, all right, please, I don't know, the Holy Spirit, Jesus, say, uh, okay, you're pretty good at getting Tom messages. Can you get him a message for this person or that person, right? And this is what seems to be happening. So now it's nightly. Nightly, I pray for these people so that that they can have um, the benefits of the prayers and everything that is associated with it. Because I don't think we understand how important prayer is, and I'm starting to grasp that.
1: Yeah, yeah. Prayer is definitely important. And basically, the end result of all this, you believe, is God calling all of us to pray, right? Yes, yeah. yes. And
2: so, okay, so sometimes we just target it, target individuals because we know them or their family. You no, know, um, I have been changing in our conversations, you know, it makes it apparent that we're converging. We're on a convergence here of end times. That uh, I sometimes I will say, Lord, please release your Holy Spirit to navigate, circumnavigate the goal for mass salvations yeah. because we're we're running out of time.
1: Yeah. Amen. Amen. And all of this led you up to Wisconsin to pray. Right. So how did that happen or what did you do there?
2: <laughs> yeah, that was a fun dream. It was a little bit long. Right. And it was um, the bride was coming down. Right? Coming down these stairs. And I, I won't elaborate what the stairs were like. And as she's coming down, there are gifts that are going to be released into the body of Christ. And I'm thinking, oh wow, this is this is good. I like this because supernatural gifts and enable the kingdom to expand. You have somebody that has a heart and soul come into the presence of God and that barrier, those walls come down, and then they become more open to receiving salvation. And that's the type of gifts that I see God is releasing. And so at the same time that I'm watching this unfold, I have a Dick Tracy watch on. Now, most people might not understand that, but in the cartoon character, um, he could talk through his watch like a phone. Well, of course, that's happening today. Mm -hmm. And so twice my phone goes off that the bridegroom had talked to the state of Wisconsin and now now Wisconsin wants to talk to me. And the first thing I'm thinking, oh, this is probably not good. I'm not going to want to do anything to the state of Wisconsin. And then I had the message happen again. They were like voicemails that I'm listening to on the phone. Now, it's interesting that it's a, it's a watch because it's time, right? It's time. Now, I don't know what's going up there, but usually what happens was that when people are praying and they get the ear of God, I get these assignments to go and intercede in different places. This isn't the first time that this has happened. So, but Wisconsin was a little bit closer than going down to Florida or going down to Texas. <laughs> yeah. no. So um, I get in the car and I go up to Door County, which is one of my favorite areas in, in Fish Creek. And I go up there And th- that evening and the next day it rains. So I got a lot of time to spend in the room and just pray. I don't know the significance of it. I will say that I did learn. We, you and I have talked about this before, about a gift that I know that is on all the time. And it's only to be used as directed. So I wound up using that gift only to find out that uh, I was up there not to intercede for um, the spiritual realm, but to release prayers to help come to that position. Amen. Right. Mm-hmm. And so uh then, then I came home in time to to make sure that I could make make church on Wednesday night because they got a really good series going on there. So um things are on the move. I like that. That's how important it is. Second Chronicles 7:14. Oh, yeah, as a yeah. whole. People need to pray not only for their families, but for the healing of the land. And this is what I think
1: was happening there. Yep. Amen. Amen. You know, a pastor we're both familiar with, Jimmy Evans, recently had a YouTube video where he was discussing this great deception. Okay. Can you share with us the takeaways that he discussed? Well, all right. You know, we're living it. So it's it's happening
2: right around us and not necessarily do we catch on to what it is that is happening. And that would be is that uh, the scriptures talk about good being evil and evil being good. But it's how it's being portrayed. You know, the big thing is the fake media, right? The fake media, you know, don't you get amazed? They use words in an honest expression Maybe they believe it. Maybe they don't. And an honest expression conveying a message that is totally not true. Yeah. Amen. So either people have to have critical thinking or they are deceived. And that deception is happening on multiple levels around the entire globe. That is what is so uh, striking. So that's what he's elaborating on during that, during that message. Yeah. It was a good one.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, there, there's no doubt that Satan is behind what we see is basically the destruction of this society. I mean, all the all the wokeness is, is simply the devil showing all his cards. You know, I mean, why? Because he knows the soon return of Jesus is near too, right? Yeah. He, he's read the book. He knows how <laughs> it's supposed to end, and he's going to do all he can to lift up his yeah. kingdom, the kingdom of darkness, as a last-ditch effort to stop Jesus from fulfilling scripture. We know it's not going to work, but but that means anyone who opposes the kingdom of darkness automatically has a target on their back and will face the fury of Satan's minions whenever possible. In fact, did you see the news recently where an Irish teacher was jailed because she opposed all this woke nonsense?
2: Uh, isn't that amazing? Because it was a Christian organization. Yeah, it, exactly. It was in the, yeah. And so uh, he goes, I'm not doing this. I'm not doing the wrong pronoun because it's it's just not right. So uh, they let him go. You know, they suspended him. But he says, I've done nothing wrong. So he came back to work. And when he came back to work, that's when they arrested him and he went to jail. Mm-hmm. It's There's just something wrong with this when you have uh, people being punished because of common sense.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Amen. I mean. It's, it's, it's crazy. Is what it is, you know. I mean, it, you can't. God created them male and female. If you have a doubt about which one you are, just take a look. You know? And that's as simple as you can put it, you know. Especially on a public forum like this. But uh, you know, there's no doubt that some of very tumultuous times are happening right now. And unfortunately it's only going to get worse before it gets better. And I believe you and I talked before about the stimulus money, the, the government was just printing from thin air Before you know, handouts to everyone, nothing back in it. And we discussed how this was going to lead to rampant inflation. I mean, there is no other option. And when you flood worthless money into the economy, the prices just go higher. It's almost automatic. I know just my wife and I, I mean, we're spending at least three or four hundred dollars more for groceries every month and expenses that than we were just six months ago. And that's cut into our extra income that that we use to do other things with. Now we don't go out to dinner or anything like that as much as anymore. So that has a trickle down effect on other businesses that we used to go support, which means they don't have the cash to keep their operating expenses up. So they have to lay off workers. And now even more people don't have enough money. I mean, I've seen reports that some people have reverted to buying groceries on credit cards. I mean, think about that. You know, a credit card used to be used for like major purchases and then you pay it off. Work. Now you're going out to survive using a credit card. I mean, have you seen things like that in the news?
2: Yeah, it is so sad. Now I don't know how long it's been going on, but it definitely came to my attention. On that Timcast, I like watching the Timcast where those young 30-somethings get together and have conversations. And they were kind of like astonished that people are not only using their credit cards, but they're getting some kind of emergency pay uh, loans, right, in order to be able to do that, which is a very terrible sign. Now, if you get back to the uh, dream that the Lord gave me in February 26th where uh, we saw three waves of the financial system breaking up. The first wave was the ground was breaking up. And we've been seeing uh, today, uh, we were talking about the rise in earthquakes in the Southwest Pacific. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Another round of earthquakes is happening. Yeah. You know? and so this um, the view that I had was that, that the ground was breaking up in huge pieces. Uh, then the second thing was, is that homes were being swallowed up. Uh, and you just mentioned it. They're losing jobs. People lose their jobs. They can't pay for their houses. And then they get okay. repossessed. Yep. No. And so what the third one was, is that there was some kind of huge shock wave that hits uh, America. And uh, electricity gets knocked out. People are scrambling for food. Uh, gets bad for a while.
1: Yeah. I
2: don't know the duration, but it gets bad for a while. That's what's going to be happening as soon as we see the homes take, uh, getting uh, swallowed up. But in the interim, people are scrambling to do whatever they can just to have enough food on their plate. Now, here's a here's a meme that I saw the other day. All right. And it was this guy, you know, like me, old, overweight. Right. And he's got like four plastic bags and a jug of water that he's carrying. And he says, I've gotten so strong. I can now carry three hundred dollars worth of food. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah we laugh it's not funny but it's it describes what we're in today it really yes. does i mean you know we, my wife we used to go to the store and, and she spent like 100 140 and have a basket full of her groceries now she goes in and spends 200 and doesn't even have a full basket yeah I mean, it's it's just terrible and, and and we have to talk about this next part I couldn't believe my eyes when I seen it. I mean, Satan's not even trying to hide his plans anymore. Did you see the address last week to the nation by President Biden when he said he was vying for the soul of the nation, you know, and and they set the background with satanic red? Uh, Can you uh-huh. believe that they're so bold? I mean, Satan doesn't even try and hide it anymore.
2: Yeah, I didn't, I didn't watch it um, live, but I did watch it in um, one of the posts that was on um, YouTube, you know, and I watched the entirety of it there and I was shocked, Yeah, you know, and the thing is, is that coming back to this, they're using words that sound really good, right? But they're not true. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're building a case that uh, conservatives, they might say that they're MAGA, but they're they're, in a narrow sense, but it's a broader application that conservatives are dangerous for the country. Now, that's very serious. Now, you and I have been talking about this for a long time, right? Yeah, absolutely. So what initially brought us together was my first book, Healing the Nation. And in that, I have a section, a chapter, which talks about what happens when the Constitution of the United States falls. And the first thing is the elitists take over, right? Well, now here we are. Exactly. Uh, 12 years later, yep. and the elitists are taking over. What's the problem? Is that I was a slave. That They enslave a whole huge segment of the population, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Okay. And this is what we see taking place right now because it's the uh, the conversation, the verbiage, the words, the sentences, and the topics that they're using are, are to make it okay to start uh, moving on these people. Yep. And so- if God doesn't show up, and even more reason to pray, if God doesn't show up, we're in serious trouble.
1: Yeah, amen. Hey, folks, Pastor Bob here. We're all out of time for this portion of this great interview with Tom Donnan as we've been discussing end times deception. Amen. Every time time comes on, we receive more and more revelation about revelation. Amen. There is no doubt we are living in the end times as foretold by Jesus who said, if you have ears to hear, hear or in other words, listen to what is being shared. It is so important you take all these things that Tom has been sharing with us to heart. The soon return of Jesus is very, very near. We need to get this word out into all the earth, and it all starts with you. Share this message with your family, friends, and coworkers. Let's make a concentrated effort on letting everyone know that our King is about to return. Amen. And be sure to join us for the conclusion of our interview tomorrow. Till then, as Pastor Bob reminding you, be blessed in all that you do.
0: Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Kingdom Crossroads podcast. Please subscribe to our podcast so you can be notified when another episode is published.